0: Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM.
1: Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, and we we thank you for this opportunity to share your word. I pray that you anoint my mind, um, that I may speak your words with boldness, with understanding, May I boldly may know the mysteries of the gospel. Grant to me your son and your slave's supernatural divine utterance. Father, I thank you, Father. Grant to your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe. We thank you, Father, for this word as we talk about healing. I pray, Father, that you'll bring understanding and you'll bring uh, comprehension. May they grow in their understanding. May their faith be strengthened today. Pray that their faith will fail not. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Today we're going to talk about healing belongs to us. Everybody say, healing belongs to us. Healing belongs to us. Okay, that was kind of weak, but it's all right. Um, we are. Um, we're going to start a new series next week about discovering your place in the body of Christ. How do you discover your place in the body of Christ? But um, I think we're gonna um, go in a different direction every first Sunday. So this being the first Sunday of September in 2017, we're gonna share with you concerning healing. How many know that you can grow in your understanding about healing? Many, many of God's people are still suffering with sickness and disease when it is God's will for them to be healed. So how many know we believe the Bible? So whatever the Bible says, I'm not talking about experience. Now, your experience will dictate. See, sometimes people allow their experiences to shape what they believe about God. Let me say that again. Sometimes people allow their experiences to shape the way they believe about God. So, for example, you pray for a person and for healing and they die. The conclusion is. That is God's will. It was not God's will for that person to be healed. Or you pray for um, provision finances and you don't get it. The conclusion is that it's God's will for you not to have that money. So we have to be careful. We do not allow our experiences to shape the way we believe about God, but instead allow the word of God to shape the way that we believe. Amen. We got to have that foundation. So today, as we look into the word of God, I, I I know you've probably heard a lot of things about healing. I want you to open yourself up to the word of God, not to the opinions of men, not to theologians, not to church history, not to experiences, but open yourself up to the word of God. And this will strengthen you. One day you will need this message whether it's for yourself or for your children or for your grandkids or for a friend or relative, you will need this understanding about healing. Amen. Amen. So God has provided healing for his people in the redemptive work of Christ. Healing is the children's bread. And this will make sense in a minute. Many believers around the world fail to receive what was provided for them at the cross. Today, we're going to dive into the word of God and see these precious promises and truths as it relate to healing being provided for us by our Lord at Calvary. If I can show you from scriptures that it's God's will for you to heal, to be, to receive healing, then you will walk away with a greater understanding To the point that I was praying about this for several months, thinking about it. And and, and the impression I got was that I needed to emphasize healing at least once a month. So what we're going to do is we're going to dedicate the first Sunday of each month to healing. Because we in in our church, we, we are we are deficient in that area and we'll stop when God says stop. Amen. So you're going to walk away with a greater understanding that Christ is the healer and he wants to heal you. He's still in the healing business, still in the healing ministry. And he wants to do miracles and he wants us to receive everything that he has for us. So if you have your scripture, if you have your Bibles, um, go with me to Second Peter, chapter one, verses one through four. Second Peter, chapter one, one through four. Healing belongs to us. Everybody say healing belongs to us. Come on. Healing belongs to us. I I told my wife um, when I was dealing with some challenges physically that I am committed to reading a book and or listening to a healing sermon every single week for the rest of my life. Because I just think the enemy will fight us in two main areas. Healing for our physical bodies and finances for our pockets. Uh Those are the two areas that you'll see the enemy fight the body of Christ. Healing for our physical bodies and finances to do the will of God. Um, Let's just pause there. Let's go to third John real quick. Third John chapter two. Well, there's no chapters. There's only one chapter. Third John verse two. Third John verse two says, beloved, I pray that all may go well with you, that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. I think I like King James a little bit better. It says, I, I, I pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So here's the Apostle John praying for the people that he is overcharged of the beloved of God. And he's telling them that above all, I want you to prosper, but also I want you to be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So that's spiritual prosperity, physical prosperity, and financial prosperity. Three realms. God wants you to prosper spiritually, He wants you to prosper financially, and He wants you to prosper physically. Everybody see that the spirit of God wants us to be in order in all those three areas. So let's go back to second Peter chapter one. Healing belongs to us. You will need this. So, again, open your hearts and open your minds to the word of God. I want you to see this for yourself. You know, growing up. Uh, I I grew up in a AME church and then I, well, first grew up in a Baptist church, then went to an AME church, and then we went to a non-denominational church. And then I've been in a non-denominational church for basically the most, the majority of my life. So I always knew that God was a healer. I always knew that he was able to heal. And I don't think any Christian on the face of the earth will deny the ability of God to heal. You ask them, well, can God heal? Yes. Yes. But many of us have failed when it comes to understanding that God's willingness for all to be healed. So let's look at these scriptures. Second Peter, chapter one, verses one through four. And you should take notes so that you can go back and study it so that you just don't listen, you know, that's what Pastor Dwayne said. No, this is what the scripture says. Um, it says Simon Peter, a servant, a apostle of Jesus Christ to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, our Lord of Jesus our Lord. Let's stop there. Notice that Paul Peter is saying that grace and peace is multiplied to us. How many know you can grow in grace? You can grow in some peace. As you grow in your knowledge of God the Father and God the Son, you can grow in grace and peace. I don't know about you, but I need some more grace and I need some more peace. Amen. Notice this, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So everything that we need in life, we can have. It's available to us. God has given to us, according to his divine power, everything that we need for life and godliness. So there is no excuses. There are no excuses. We can obtain and walk in everything that we need for this life and everything that we need to grow in our our holiness or godliness, we have it through the knowledge of God who has called us unto himself. And And he goes on, he says, by which he has granted to us all, granted to us his precious and very great what? Promises. So that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desires. So we can escape. The corruption that is in the world, and what's in the world? We know sickness, disease, poverty, um, drama, um, a lack of peace, and so forth. We can escape those things through the great and precious promises of God. Amen. Uh, many of God's people are perishing in the area of receiving healing for their bodies. Uh, faith begins where the will of God is known. Everybody say, Faith begins. Where the will of God is known. known. So you can't have faith for something if you don't know if it's God's will. Sometimes people go around claiming a million dollars. (laughs) They claim um, perhaps a car or a house. But you really can't have faith for those things unless it's the will of God. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So as we know the will of God, we can have faith for it. How many know that the word of God is the will of God? Everybody say the word of God God is the will of God. God. Anytime you want to find out the will of God, get in the word of God. The word of God reveals to us his will. And I can show you today that it's his will for your bodies to be healed and for you to walk in divine health. Then you can have faith for that. Amen. Amen. So um, let's look into some scriptures concerning healing. I have at least 10 scriptures dealing with the will of God concerning healing. Let's start with Exodus. Go go over with me to Exodus. That's the second book in the New Testament. Old Testament. Second, Exodus, Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15. Let's look at verse twenty six. Verse 26, Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, when you got to say amen. Amen. It says that if you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do that which is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord, your healer. Now, a better translation, sometimes um, we see that from here you can walk away thinking that God is putting sickness and disease on people, but it's actually permitting in the Hebrew. It actually means I will not permit um, the diseases that were placed upon the Egyptians. I will not permit those diseases to come upon my people. So it's, it's, it's more so it's not that God is if you just read the Old Testament, you'll think that God is killing people. He's putting diseases on people. But as you see the complete revelation, that's why the Old Testament alone is not the complete word of God. The complete revelation is in Christ Jesus, and we see that Jesus is the manifested will of God. Jesus is the will of God in action. So if you never saw Jesus putting sickness and disease on people, God doesn't do that. And as you tra- track his ministry, he never put sickness and disease on people. So, so here, the Lord God is, provi- is, is revealing to his people that I will take sickness and disease away from the, from the midst of you. I am your healer. I'm the Lord your God that healeth thee, King James says. So how many know that God is a healer? From the beginning, he has manifested himself as healer to his people. He is the Lord our healer. Everybody say, he is the Lord our healer. He is the Lord our healer. One of the names of God is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee, the Lord that is your healer. How many know we need Jehovah Rapha today? Amen. Um, a few months ago, the Lord spoke to me. I woke up out of uh, out of um, a dream um, and I just got the impression when I say the Lord spoke to me. I didn't hear the audible voice, but just the impression of the Lord said that there are many people who will have diabetes and you'll see this di- diabetes increase over time. Some of them are self-inflicted. Others are, are, are actually um, forced upon by the medical industry. And I got that really strong. And then I was talking to Prophet Evans not too long ago, and he actually prophesied that you'll see cancer on the rise over and over again. And you'll see an increase on those things. And as you pay attention, you'll see more and more people are being diagnosed with diabetes or cancer and so forth. And some of it is self-inflicted and others are, um, you know, you take certain medicine and then it affect other things, which causes other stuff to happen. So we have to be led by the spirit. Amen. Amen. We need to watch what we eat. We need to be led by what we eat. And also we need to, of course, exercise. So here God is revealing to us that he is the healer. So let's go to Psalm 91, Psalm 91, Psalm 91. Dr. Lester Summerall, who was a pioneer, a pioneer of the faith many years ago, he actually wrote a book called Healing in Every Book of the Bible you can find healing in every book of the Bible. Psalm 91, let's look at verse 16. Verse 16, uh, this is the Lord speaking with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Here's the Lord um, providing a promise concerning that long life I'll satisfy. I don't know about you, but God wants us to live long until we satisfied. He wants to show us his salvation. So Psalm 91 verse 16, uh, most of the time when I say grace, I say, Lord, I thank you that with long life, you'll satisfy me and show me your salvation. Longevity is a a blessing. Mm -hmm. To live long is a blessing. What are some of the benefits to live long? It's so that you can do the will of God. The longer you live, the more opportunities you have to praise him and to fulfill his call upon your life. And so we want to live long, don't don't die young. Die old. Get everything that God has placed inside of you out of you. It is not the will of God for a young woman who have kids and, and for him, for them to die of cancer. What about the kids? Think about it. If, if I who are humanly nature by my human nature, I'm evil, know how to do good things for my children. How much more our heavenly father? A mother, a child needs a mother, their mother. A child needs their father. And so don't believe that, I guess it was the will of the Lord. No, what about the enemy? Because we have an enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he will take lives. All right, let's go on to another scripture Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Is this blessing anybody? So he's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that healeth me. He is. So as you pray, say, Father, even if you're not facing sickness or disease, just say, Father, I thank you for being my healer. I thank you that you are my healer, that you healeth me. I thank you that you provided healing for my physical body. I thank you that I'm no longer under the curse of sickness and disease, but that I walk in the blessing of Abraham, that I walk in health. I thank you that you'll lead me concerning what to eat and how to eat it, how to exercise and what not to do, and what to do. Amen. Whether or not, you know, they're saying that if you sit for a long period of time, it affects your heart. Some of us have jobs where you're sitting in front of a computer day in and day out. And so they said for every, you know, so many hours, no more than three hours to get up and and to go to the bathroom to do some kind of mobility. And how many of the Lord will lead you concerning your physical body and what to do? Because it is his body anyway. (laughs) You know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so we're to be good stewards over the over our bodies. Did you hear me? We are to be good stewards over our bodies. God is going to hold us accountable for what we do in the body. Come on, talk to me. So what you do with your body and what you allow in your body, God is going to hold you accountable for. There's some people I imagine that when they get to heaven because they died of a sickness and disease, he says, "I I have given you everything. This is a hard word, but it's true. Anyhow, I have given you everything that you need to conquer that sickness and the disease. And so we're, if you're going to die, don't die with the sickness and disease. Die healed. Die well. God gets more glory out of your healed body than your sick body that dies. And I'm going to continue to show you this. Um, Psalm 103 verses 1 through 5, it says, um, this is David, bless the Lord, oh my soul. So David is commanding his soul to bless the Lord. How many know we need to command our souls to bless the Lord? soul, bless the Lord. So when you're praising God and your mind starts wandering off, command your soul to bless the Lord. Mind, come back here. You know how sometimes you're in praise and worship and you're thinking about what you're going to do, what you eat, all of the surroundings. Command your soul to bless the Lord. Come back here soul, bless the Lord. I bless you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Think about what you're saying to the Father. I worship you, Father. I love you, Father. I love you. And your mind starts wandering off pull your mind back on what you're saying I bless the Lord oh myself I command you soul to bless the Lord I don't think we command our souls enough. command your soul to bless the Lord you will bless the Lord you will bless the Lord you will not think about other stuff you as you're reading the scriptures, you will not think about what you're going to do after you read the scriptures. I command my soul to bless. What is your soul? Your mind, your will, your intellect, and so forth. Your personality. So you command, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. So what's inside of you? Whatever is inside of you, you command it to bless the Lord. Not just the Spirit of God. I'm talking about whether it's sickness or disease, or whether it's disorders. Um, I command you to bless the Lord. How many know that if you command a sickness and disease to bless the Lord, it's not going to be in you pretty long? Amen. The Bible says, in His presence, the mountains melt in His presence. How much more cancer melting in the presence of God? Come on, talk to me. I'm telling you, you cannot... Even as Paul and Silas was praising the Lord, it moved God to the place that he, that God shook the jail or shook the prison. I'm telling you, if you're blessed the Lord, you would cause sickness and disease to melt and to flee from the presence of the Lord. The Bible talks about how um, devils, they, 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 they shake or they tremble. Thank you. They tremble in his presence they tremble so sickness and disease cannot stay in the presence of god <laughs> did you know that god hates sickness and disease as much as he hates sin because sickness and disease are offsprings of sin so don't settle for it oh it's just a little cold no it's that's something that, that's a, that's an enemy of god Oh, oh, God is teaching me something. No, God doesn't use the world to teach you something. He uses his word to teach you. And sometimes the religious people, the traditions of men have said, God is teaching you something through this sickness and disease. I, I've, I've been sick and I've been well, and I have know more about God in my wellness than I do in my sickness. It does not draw you closer to God. It's what you do in the midst of it. Trials and tribulation, they don't make you stronger. It's what you do in the trial and the tribulation. Amen. 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 I'm preaching better than y'all say amen. 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 All right. Um, All that is within me, bless the Lord. Let's look at verse two. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So here David is saying, I command my soul to bless the Lord. I command everything that within me to bless the Lord. And I'm commanding my soul not to forget his benefits. Salvation. When we got born again, we got a benefit package. Just like you get a you um, you get hired on a job, you get some benefits, right? For the most part, if you full time, you get a benefit. Here, you know, here's your 401k, right? 401k, right? Um, then you also you have personal days, you have some sick days, some vacation days. Um, you got some health insurance. Some jobs even give you life insurance. Come on. How many know when you got born again, when Jesus saved you from a burning hell, he gave you some benefits. One of the benefits is we're going to go spend eternity with him, that heaven is to gain as a result of us getting born again. Not only that, but he's also providing your needs. He says he will provide all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Um, He's providing healing for your physical body so you don't have to be sick no more. What's good news to the sick person? You don't have to be sick anymore. Amen. Amen. Um, So David says, forget not all his benefits. And then he begins to list the benefits. Verse three says, who forgiveth all your iniquities. Okay, So when you sin and you confess your sins, forget about it because he forgave you. If we are faithful and just if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when the enemy reminds you of your sins, you remind him of the blood that made you whole and complete and delivered you from your sins. Remind the enemy that the blood of Jesus has not only covered your sins, but washed them away as if you never sinned. See, sometimes we talk about the blood of Jesus covering our sins, but the blood of Jesus does much more than covering our sins. The blood of goats and bulls covered our sins. But the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all our sins. As far as the east is from the west, we will never be close to those sins anymore. As Helen Baylor used to say or sing, uh, into the sea of forgetfulness. There is a God chooses not to remember the sins anymore. I choose to remember the blood. So when he sees me, he doesn't see me outside of Christ. He sees me as if I'm Christ himself. He sees me in Christ. And as, uh, as the, uh, the great poet says, it's in him we live and move and have our existence. It's in Christ. He sees me in Christ, not outside of Christ. I love the Apostle Paul says, um, I pray that I'll be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is by the law, but the righteousness, which is by faith through Christ. That I may be found in Him, Amen. <laughs> Amen. Who forgives all your iniquities, and then goes. On, who heals all your what? Oh, does He heal some of them? No. Oh, everybody say all. all. All in Hebrew means all. (laughs) It means everything. He heals all your diseases. If this promise is in the Old Testament, how much more? And the book of Hebrews says the Old Testament was good, but the, the New Covenant or New Testament is greater, is better. Who heals all your diseases? What is a disease? A dis-ease. It makes you not comfortable. It, 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 it is out of order. Something in your body that is not, that shouldn't be there. It's out of order. It's causing some type of disease in your physical body. Who heals all your diseases. Notice he connects forgiveness of sin with the healing of your diseases. Verse 4, who redeems your life from the pit. King James says, he deli- who who um delivers you or redeems your life from destruction. So you have a right to claim deliverance from destruction. There are saints in Houston today who were delivered from destruction. God is faithful to his word who redeems your life. I think we should say this constantly. Lord, I want to thank you for redeeming my life from the pit or from destruction. I thank you, Father, that no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rise against me, I condemn. I thank you for delivering me from destruction. A thousand shall fall to my right hand and 10,000 in my left hand, but it won't come near me. That's the promise of the Old Testament. How much more in the new? And then goes on he says, "Who crowns you with, um, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy? Lord, I want to thank you for crowning me with steadfast love. Your love for me is never changing. You're, you're, you're the only constant in this world. Your love remains the same. People's love will fail you. Amen. Human love will fail you, but his love remains the same. It's the constant. It's the most per- Jesus is the most predictable person in the world. He's not going anywhere. He remains the same today as he was yesterday and forever. He is constant. He's predictable. His mercies are new every day and he, his, his, avail- his, his forgiveness is available to all who calls upon him. He is constant. He is predictable. I understand people, oh, he, God works in mysterious ways. No, he's predictable. He's told us how he's going to move. Yes, he he's told us what, if we'll do such and such, he'll do such and such. Right. He's predictable. If you confess your sins, he'll forgive you. Yeah. You can't be more, see, I can confess my sins to you, and I don't know if you'll forgive me or not. Right. Right. But Jesus is not like that. He's constant. He's constant. He'll forgive you if you confess him. Amen. So you can say he crowns my, he crowns me with steadfast love and mercy. I thank you for crowning me with steadfast love. Your, your banner of love is over me. Your love for me doesn't change though. I'm, i faithful. You remain faithful. Come on, come on. He remains faithful. He's going to be there even when you're not there. <laughs> he'll, he's he's going to be there. He's going to remain. He says, though I'm with you even to the end of the age, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's not going anywhere. Even if you go into the world, he'll be, uh, he'll marry, he's married to the backslider. Hey, where are you going to go? You can't get rid of me. It's not, uh, you know, people, you know, they, they, they want to fuss and fight over once save, I always saved. It's not even up for discussion. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> He's going to remain the same. Yeah. Amen. He's going to be there. He's in my past, my present, and my future. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah. It's not even up for discussion. I will. I will be. I will not forsake you. I, does it, that doesn't mean is it, that that promise is not conditional? If you do what I say, I'll I'll be there. No, I won't forsake you. I won't abandon you. I won't leave you as orphans in this world. I remain the same. Glory to God. Verse five, who satisfies you with good. King James says, good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Lord, I want to thank you for satisfying me with good things. And renewing my youth like the eagles. Amen. So, So that's number two. Well, number three, um, the Lord heals all our diseases. The first one is he is the Lord, our healer, or Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. That's Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Psalm 91, verse 16 says he will satisfy us with long life. I thank you, Lord, for the promise of long life. I won't die before I fulfill the plans and the purposes of God. I live long and not die. Uh, let's go to Psalm 107. Psalm 107. Is this blessing you this morning? Yeah. Psalm 107, let's look at, um, let's look at verse one and two first, and then we're going to jump down to verse 20. Healing belongs to us. I want you to get this in your spirits and in your minds, in your hearts, and I want you to fight the enemy against with these, these precious truths. Fight the enemy. Uh, Psalm 107, verse one, it says, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his death has love endures forever. Let's let's obey that. Right. Real quick. Let's give thanks to the Lord. Thank you, Father, for he you're good. Father, you're good. I give you thanks. I thank you that you're good. I thank you that you're not bad. I thank you that you're good. You you are good. Your steadfast love endures forever. Come on, let's just give God thanks. Let's obey this scripture. Oh, I give you thanks. Oh, give thanks, Lord. To the Lord, I give you thanks. Thank you, Father, that you're good. I thank you that you're not a, a bad God. You're a good God. You're a holy God. You're a righteous good. You're a righteous God. You, you, you are a good, good God. You're a good, good Father. You're a good, good Father. You are a good, good Father. Good, good father. I thank you. Me who been evil know how to do good things for my children. How much more my, our heavenly Father will get good things to those who ask. And I thank you that if I walk uprightly before you, you'll not withhold any good thing from me. I thank you that you perfect that which concerneth me. I thank you, Father, that you're a good, good Father. I thank you for for good mercies this morning. I thank you for goodness and mercy following me all the days of my life. I thank you that you are my healer. You're, you're Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth. I thank you that we walk in healing in this house. I thank you, Father, that healing belongs to us. I thank you that you you provided healing for our physical bodies. Oh, Father, I thank you. I, you're a good, good Father. Oh, you're good. You're good. You are good. You are, good. You are glorious. You are awesome. I'm telling you, he gets glory out of us saying how, how good he is. He gets glory. Listen to me. He gets glory out of us saying how good he is. He does not get glory when we say he's bad or we liken him to Satan. He does not get glory out of that. He gets glory out of us saying he is good. Dr. Or Roberts, who came on the scene as a healing evangelist um, early on um, in the 1900s. He came with the understanding and with the message that God is a good God. Do you know that the church persecuted him for that statement? But thank God for deliverance. We come to understand that he is a good God. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. So why should you give thanks to the Lord? Because he's good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Thank God for his steadfast love, his fixed love, his love that doesn't remove. It's unstoppable. You cannot deny that love. That love, when you wake up in the morning, his love is there. Glory to God. Verse 2, let the redeemer of the Lord, what? Say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. That's why you got to say so. You got to say what the Lord has done for you. Say that he's good. Say that his mercy endures forever. Say that his steadfast love is forever. Say so. If you've been redeemed by the Lord from the hands of the enemy, you need to say so, say so, say so. I don't think we say enough about him. Sometimes we only say something about him when we're talking to him. But we need to say something about him when we're talking to each other. Speaking to ourselves. Say so. The Lord is good. Despite your trials and your tribulation, the Lord is good. What are you doing? You you are releasing the understanding that he's good in the midst of all hell. You're good. (laughs) God is good. The devil hates when we say that the Lord is good. He's good. It, it makes religious people and, and, and bondage of of traditions of men to it gets them upset that he to say that he's good. That's not my father. Every good and perfect. James, says we just got out of the book of James. Every good and perfect gift comes from the father above. Every good. So if it's good, it's God. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Every good and perfect gift. Lord, I thank you for the gift of health. That's good. That's good. My job is good. Come on. My, my, my family is good. Come on. Uh, he's good. Every perfect and good gift is from the Father above. If it's bad, recognize it is not from him. Amen. 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 That was not in, in my notes. Verse 20. Let's jump down to verse 20. He sent out his word. King James says he sent his word. And what did he do? He healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Highlight that, underline it, memorize it, put it on an index card. He sent out his word or he sent his word and we know he sent Jesus. He sent his word and he healed them. Glory to God. If you want to get healed today, you got to get the word. (laughs) Uh, See, the healing is in his word. He sent his word to heal us. Healing belongs to us. How do we know that healing belongs to us? Number one, that the fact that he is a healer. Number two, part of who, wait, let me start, say part one. Um, number one, <coughs> part of, of the characteristics of God, a part of who God is, is that he's a healer. He chose to reveal himself as the healer. Uh, even in with doctors and, and nurses, he uses them. See, doctors and nurses, those who are of pure heart and so forth, um, they're, they're, they're in the same business as God, healing people. See, see, God says, if I can't heal you through my word, I'll send my, I, I'll raise up men and women to go to school for many, many years and, and get them ungodly student loans <laughs> to understand the human body, to make sure there is a common grace for those who don't believe my word. So doctors are from God, Amen. Yeah. That that's part of the grace that God has given us, Amen. Okay, let's look at number five. Um, Psalm one eighteen, Psalm one eighteen, Psalm one eighteen, and let's look at verse seventeen. It says the the psalmist says, "I shall not die, but I shall live." And recount the deeds of the Lord. This is ESV. Um, I shall not die, but I shall live. How many of you got to say that in the midst of trials and tribulation and sickness and disease? I shall live and not die. Um, It's not just talk See, people like to spiritualize that. Oh, that's just been spiritual. No, no. I'm already alive in Christ. That's physical healing. Uh, I will live and not die. And I will recount or remember the deeds of the Lord, or I I shall declare the works of God. King James says, Uh, I will live. So one of the promises is we're going to live and not die. We'll live, say I will live and not die And die. and and declare the works of the Lord. So if you're facing a terminal disease, you tell that disease, I will live. He said it in this word, right? I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. You will not kill me, cancer. I speak to you in Jesus' name. I say before heaven, earth, and hell, I will live and not die. When you have suicidal thoughts, I will live and not die. I think if we can get that in our children and if they're facing situations to remember, you will live and not die. You'll live and not die. Don't talk death because death and life are in the what? The power of the tongue. So we have a right to speak life into our lives. I will live. You will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Amen. Isaiah 53. (laughs) Glory to God. Healing belongs to us. I'm telling you, if I ever felt like it was uh, uh, that I was in the will of God concerning a message is today. Isaiah 53. Healing belongs. To, I, I fought against it. But the Lord kept like, why don't you just teach it once a month and, and until I until I release you to remind us that he's the healer, that he wants us to walk in divine health. Amen. He, um, Isaiah 53 verse four. Let's start with verse three. He was despised, talking about Jesus. Sometimes just pull out Isaiah 53 and meditate on the whole chapter. Um, it, it's, 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 it's a prophetic um, um, chapter dealing with Jesus. Even Isaiah 52 and, uh, and some, some of Isaiah 54. And, so, and, and just meditate on our Lord. See, the, the, the Old Testament is Christ concealed and the New Testament is Christ revealed. Um, see, they were prophesying of what they did not know. Isaiah saw, in, perhaps in the spirit, s- prophesied concerning the coming of Jesus. Verse three, he says, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Now, if you look that word in the Hebrew, the, the two words sorrows and grief, sorrows means pain. And grief means sickness. So we can read it as this. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of pain and acquainted with sickness. Thank you so much. Acquainted with sickness. And as from for, and, 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 and as one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. So when Jesus was on that cross, he did not look beautiful, right? Uh, Even though we talked about the beauty of the cross or the beauty of the Christ on the cross, he was not something to esteem because he he was receiving the punishment of our sins. Let's look at verse four. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. In other words, the word griefs is sickness again and sorrows is pain. He Surely he has borne our sickness and carried our pains. Um, One of the things you can think about is when you're dealing with sickness and disease, just consider Jesus, consider Jesus. When you're sickness and disease, don't just bring, bring up. Oh God, I've been such a faithful um, member of of the church. I've been faithful in my Bible reading. No, 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 no. Don't brag on your works, brag on Jesus. Amen. He, he, he took, he bore my, he bore my, uh, our sickness and carried my pains. Let's think about that. He took upon um, my sickness and he carried my pains. Think about that. I, w- I want you to think about that for a few moments. He bore my, our sickness. He carried our pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. And it goes on and says, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Uh, I love that Isaiah is including himself. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And he was wounded with his wounds or with his stripes. We are what? Heal. now That's not talking about spiritual healing because you really don't need to be healed spiritually. You need to be born again. You need to be recreated. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. And so spiritually, you don't need to be healed. It's physical healing. So with his stripes, we are healed. See, Isaiah is looking to the cross. He says, with his stripes, I am healed. He bore our sickness. He carried my pain. And with his stripes, I'm healed. Man, that's good news. That's what our Jesus did for us. Jesus did that for us. Yes, he Amen. Amen. Um, um, he bore our sickness and carried our pains. That's, that's number six. He bore our sickness and carried our pains. And the seventh one is, is with his stripes, we are healed. Oh, I love that. We are healed. Not trying to get healed, we are healed. Isaiah is living in the reality before the cross. Yeah. We are healed. Those stripes or those wounds um, um, by his stripes, the the stripes of Jesus pulling off off his skin represented every disease that a human race will ever face. With his stripes, we are healed. Uh, He became what we are so that we can become what he is. Um, He became separated from God so that we can become close with God. One with God, as First Corinthians chapter seven talks about. We are one. He that is one with the Lord is one spirit. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matthew chapter eight. Matthew chapter eight. I'm almost finished. Matthew chapter eight. Healing belongs to us. Say, healing Heal. belongs to us. Let's make it more personal. Healing belongs to, me. Heal belongs to me. Don't let the enemy to tell you otherwise. Healing is your part of your inheritance. Um, sickness or disease, I'm telling you, use your faith on the small snuff stuff. Um, whether it's sickness, disease, um, whether it's a common cold, whether it's a flu, start beginning to develop your faith in those areas. So God forbid if you're facing something greater, you've already been working on it, <laughs> working on your faith in Christ the healer. Matthew chapter 8 verse 16, In the evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons, he cast out the spirits with a word, with a word, and heal all who were what? Man, he, here's that word, all again. <laughs> you see, all, uh, he heal, healeth all your diseases. He's demonstrating the will of God here, who healeth all who were sick. Verse 17. <laughs> this was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our what? Illnesses, Illnesses and bore our Diseases, so it's not talking about spiritual diseases and spiritual sickness. It's physical. You see that? That's the fulfillment of that. He, he, he says he took our illnesses. King James says our infirmities and bore our diseases. Notice that he voluntarily took those things. He took our, he took our illnesses or sicknesses, and bore. Our diseases. If he took it, why are we still dealing with it? He took that. God laid on Jesus the sickness of all of humanity and is available, that healing power is available to all. Two more scriptures Galatians chapter 3, Galatians chapter 3, Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Galatians chapter three, verse 13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Okay. So in order to find out what the curse was, you got to go back into the law and the law is the first five books of the New Testament, Old Testament. And you specifically find that, find that in Deuteronomy 28, If you don't obey the the hearken to the voice of the Lord, our God, all these curses will come upon you. And as you read through those curses, you'll find the curse of sickness and disease, the curse of poverty and the curse of spiritual death. The the, the curse was threefold. Sickness and disease, spiritual death, sickness and disease and poverty. And if you want to add part of poverty is debt. The, the, The curse was threefold. Christ has redeemed us, Passions has redeemed us from the curse of the law, the curse of not obeying God. When Adam disobeyed, the curse entered into the world. Then notice this. It says, curse by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone who is hanged on a tree so that in Christ Jesus, that the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles and we may receive the promised spirit through faith. So the the blessing is threefold. Healing, prosperity, and salvation for our spirits. The curse is threefold. The blessing is threefold. Amen. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. I like to be more specific. If I'm dealing with a sickness or disease, I say Christ has redeemed me from the curse of asthma. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of cancer. You see that? Christ has redeemed me from the curse of sick, of cold, of flu, whatever the, you fill in the blank. I'm telling you, if you'll do that daily, weekly, or when you're facing a sickness and disease challenge Christ has redeemed. I'm telling you, your mind will begin to be renewed. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of sinus infection. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of ear infection. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of sickness and disease. You see how it it echoes in your in your heart? In your mind, okay. Let's last scripture. First Peter. Let's go. First Peter, chapter two. First Peter, chapter two, verse twenty-four. If you like me, I I highlighted it because I need that. I mean, I need the whole Bible, nothing but the Bible. But I need that too. He himself, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. First Peter two, 24. First Peter chapter two, verse 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we may die to sin and live to righteousness. And by his wounds, you have been healed by his stripes. You were healed. King James says by his wounds. You have been. Let me ask you a question. What, what, what does that scripture say, the latter part? By his wounds or by his stripes, you have been healed. Past sense, right? So, Isaiah's looking to the cross with his stripes, we are healed. Peter's looking back at the cross by his stripes, we were healed. And if we were, we are. You are healed right now. You're the heal protecting your healing, <laughs> you're not trying to get healed. If we can, if I can get that into you, listen, what's up? I'm already healed devil Mm -hmm. by his stripes. I was healed. And if I was, I am. So I'm healed. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm the redeem of the Lord. Amen. I'm the redeem of the Lord. Let me give you some practical different methods in which Christ heals. Some practical. Number one, i am got five is the doctors and medical science. Doctors and medical science. God uses doctors and medical science. Of course, you need to be led. How? Who do you go to get the right doctor, um, get the right, you know, the, the right situation? You know, sometimes doctors will prescribe stuff that you don't need that can affect other areas of your body. So you need to be led by the spirit. Sometimes we say, well, should we have the surgery or should not we have the surgery? Well, how does the spirit of God lead you? Never make a decision for somebody. Oh, let's just believe God. No, if their faith is at that level, that's what you join your faith with. I have an uncle who was dealing with um, sickness and disease in his body and, um, of course, my desire, they was talking about amputating part of his leg. I didn't want that to happen. And, and, but I realized his faith was not there. So I said, what can you believe for? What can you trust God for? Well, I just wanted the surgery to go all right. I didn't override his faith. And I said, in the name of Jesus, you're your leg be healed. No. I said, Father, and I started praying for his peace of mind. I started praying for the doctors and the nurses that would be ministering to him. And guess what? He had part of his leg amputated, and things came out all right. So you you can't override other people, right? This is where a lot of people get in trouble. They start believing, I'm going to believe for this person to be totally healed from cancer. And yet they're not believing for that. Maybe they they, they have enough faith or develop their faith that they believe that God can use the doctors. So you join your faith that the doctors will be anointed as they minister to that person. What happens is we start believing for something that somebody else doesn't want. And then it doesn't happen, then it hurts our faith and their faith. Are you with me? You can't go and empty out the hospital. Sometimes people say, well, since you believe in their healing stuff, go empty out the hospital. No, it doesn't work like that. Just like it's God's will for everybody to be healed, saved, everybody's not going to get saved. Y'all do understand that, right? Everybody's not going to get saved. Likewise, not everybody's going to get healed. But does it mean that it's not God's will for everybody to be healed? No. It is God's will for everyone to be healed. It's just like it's God's will for everyone to be saved. So don't just say, well, since God didn't heal such and such, it must not be his will. Remember, people are using their experiences to shape how they believe about God. I prayed for a person to get healed. One of the kidneys were um, not working. I prayed for her and the power of God hit her kidney and kicked her kidney back in. She was off dialysis two days after I prayed. Then I prayed for another lady. She had cancer. I was speaking the word over her. I was believing for her to live and not die. And she died. What, what was the problem? Was it not God's will? If she's believing for, or she doesn't know that it's God's will, or she doesn't is not aware of that God's will, uh, God will more so honor her faith than mine. You understand that, right? You, you, you cannot force, this on upon everybody. And this is where people get it twisted. This is why people's faith are all shipwrecked because they're trying to believe for everybody else. Notice it's a personal thing. Notice with the people coming to Jesus, the woman with the issue of blood. It wasn't somebody else coming to Jesus for her. Now, now you have the servant, the, um, the centurion who came to Jesus on the behalf of his servant or the woman came on the behalf of her daughter. That, that's a little bit different, right? It, it was in the, their realm of influence. Um, you can carry your children to, to a certain degree for healing. But after a certain time, they have to believe God like anybody else. I, I've seen where I can pray for a unbeliever and they get healed a whole lot quicker than a, a, a mature believer. By, why? Because God expects that mature believer to use their faith. Man, y'all quiet on that. <laughs> All right. Number two, another method is the gifts of the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 12, 4 through 11. You have the gifts of healing and the working of miracles. Um, that th- That's part of um, in, uh, methods in which God uses. Number three, anointing with oil, James chapter 5. It says, if any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint them in the name of the Lord with oil. Uh, and the prayer of faith shall say. So it's not just the only the anointing of all, but it's the prayer of faith <laughs> along with the anointing of all in the name of the Lord and they will be healed. Um, um, number four, the prayer of faith or receiving by the word. And that's where most of us, God expects most of us to operate in. And then number five, the land on the hands. Um, there, there's something to that. Um, Hebrews talks about the doctrine of the land on the hands. I don't think we lay hands enough on people or, it's for healing. Math, um, uh, um, Mark 16 verse 18 says the believer shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I think if we obey that a little bit more, we'll see a whole lot more results. OK, let me give you five reasons why some um, fail to receive healing. Number one, it's a lack of knowledge. They don't know that it's God's will for them to heal. A lack of knowledge. Number two, they don't believe it's God's will for them to be healed. For them to be healed. I'm telling you, if you ask people, is it God's will for you to be healed? I don't know. And and they may be thinking about all the bad stuff that they've done wrong. Number three, they get lazy with their faith. Have you been confessing the word concerning Christ the healer? Oh, I, I confess. And it's a one time deal. They get lazy with their confession or their faith. Number four, this is kind of connected with three. They waver in their faith. They say they're healed in front of the pastor or in front of people. And then when they're alone, they're saying the opposite. I've seen it minister to people. They're sick. They're shut in. And they're up there looking at television, their favorite television show. Shouldn't you be working on your faith? If you're in a die situation, you don't need to look at what's coming out. You know the Game of Thrones. Oh, I got to see what's next. No, no, you need to be feeding your faith. I think that's where a lot of people miss it. They don't make it priority. They're like, Oh, he'll heal me if he wants to heal me. Okay, you'll you'll die with that condition. Um, Last is they don't do the possible. They don't do the possible. So if you, if you believe you're healed, then you, you need to do it if, if you need to eat, change your diet, exercise, you need to do the possible. God is going to do his, the impossible. We trust God to do the impossible, but we must do the possible. God will not do the possible. Right? God will not do the possible. He will not do what you're supposed to do. He will not do what you're supposed to do. He'll do the impossible. But you got to do the possible. You got to do the natural stuff. If it, you know, if you believe you're healed, um, even like the, one, the man at the gate called Beautiful, right? Um, he, um, Paul perceived, uh, Peter perceived, Peter and Jan, John perceived that he had faith to be healed. And, 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 and Peter says, well, silver and gold I don't have, but such as I have receive In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. Notice he didn't even pray for him. He just spoke the word, rise and walk. But that guy had to do something. Sometimes people don't receive healing. It's because they don't do the possible. Amen. Okay. Real quick. I got eight ways to receive healing. Number one, seek Christ and not healing. Seek Christ and not healing. Sometimes people seek the healing. They just want the healing. Lord, let me steal a healing and still live the way I want to live. Seek Christ and not the healing. Worship Christ for who he is. Matthew six thirty three. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Number two, find two or more scriptures that cover your case or your situation. Find two or more scriptures to cover your case. What scripture are you standing on for your healing? Well, God is able. No, not what what scripture you got. He's able. Yeah, he's able. (laughs) But is he willing (laughs) to heal you? (laughs) Uh, Number three, meditate upon those truths or those promises pertaining to healing. Meditate on it. I think that's where a lot of people miss it too. They got the scriptures but they don't meditate on it. Have you noticed that we rush right into prayer? Oh, Lord, such and such. Oh, Lord. Lord." No, take some time to get it from your noodle to your heart. Meditate on it. Ponder over it. Then number four, pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Number five, repent and forgive. Forgive. One of the ways in which people, reason why people don't receive healing is because they are in unforgiveness. You got to forgive one another. Spouses, forgive one another. Boyfriend, girlfriends, forgive one another. Forgive your parents. Forgive your your dog. Forgive your, your, your brothers and your sisters. Forgive. That unforgiveness will hinder you from receiving from God. Number six, speak to your sickness and command it to go. So notice that it's it's in order. The first thing is what? You got to seek Christ and not the healing. Number two, you got to find two or more scriptures. Number three, you got to meditate upon those scriptures. Number four, you got to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Number five, you got to repent and forgive. Number six, you got to speak to your sickness and command it to go. And this is where I'm going to lose most of y'all. Number seven, maintain your confession of faith. That means you're going to say what the scripture says constantly. You're not going to waver. No matter what the report is, are you with me? Whatever the bad report is, you're going to say what the word of God says. Are y'all with me with that? You're going to keep saying it. Or oh, when the pain gets hard. I mean, no, it, it, it's not, it's not a, uh, we don't serve a microwave God, <laughs> It's not an overnight thing. I'm not giving you the keys to healing for overnight. <laughs> I, I'm talking about this takes time to get it built upon in your spirit, man. Uh, it takes time for you to meditate. And and, and, and sometimes, it's not just speaking once, but it's constantly speaking to it. In the name of Jesus, I command my kidneys to, to function the way that God commands them. I speak to this sickness and I command it to go in Jesus name. I maintain and, and it's easier to say around the church but it's in the midnight hour. It's at two o'clock in the morning when the pain is, is is, is, there, there is record, it's It's on your, it's in you and it's, it's hurting and, and you feel like giving up. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I, I thank you by the stripes of Jesus. I'm healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I thank you that the cleansing power of Jesus, the, the healing power of God is at work, working a healing and a cure in my body. Now it's easy to say in an environment like this, But when you're by yourself and got pain, you got to maintain your confession of faith. I'll live and I'll die by the stripes of Jesus. I'm healed. And last but not least, and then we talked about this, is do the possible, but trust God to do the impossible. Do what you know to do and believe God for what you cannot do. Father, we do thank you that there's healing in this house. There's a bomb in Gilead by the name of Jesus. He's the healer. I thank you. In Exodus 15, you said that you are the Lord that healeth us. Oh, Father, I thank you for taking sickness and disease away from the midst of us. I thank you will live and not die, declare the words of the Lord. I oh, Father, I thank you that you healeth all our diseases. You forgive us. You forgive us all our iniquities and healeth all our diseases. It's by with your stripes we are healed, as Isaiah says. First Peter, Peter says, by your stripes we are healed. Father, I thank you that we're healed. We're redeemed from the curse of sickness and disease. I thank you that Jesus himself took upon our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. I thank you from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet, we are healed. If you need us to agree with you, I want you to stand up and right where you are on your row. we'll pray and believe God with you. Is there healing in your physical? You need healing in your physical body. Is there anybody else? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's join our sisters and let's pray this prayer of faith. Say, Father, I come to you in Jesus name. I confess all my sins, known and unknown. I believe that you're my healer, that you're the Lord God that healeth me. Healing is part of my package. And I receive healing for my, my physical body. Christ redeemed me from the curse of sickness and disease. Jesus bore my sicknesses, Jesus bore my sicknesses and carried my pains. And, carried my pains. And, in Jesus, and in the name of Jesus, from the crown of my head, the of my head to, the of my feet, to the soles of my feet, I am healed, I am healed. by the stripes of Jesus
0: I am healed. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Grand Cocos, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, If you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. God bless you.